Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Woman podcast. Every two weeks, we'll post a podcast version of one of our free training videos, but you can access them now at beyondordinarywomen.org. This episode or series includes downloadable information on our website, beyondordinarywomen.org. Go to resources on the main menu and click on podcast slash video extras. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kay Deggle of Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. We're so happy that you joined us for this third video podcast in the series on in-depth message preparation. If you have missed the first two, you really need to go back because this step that we're going to talk about, which is the homiletic step of the teaching process, is based on what you've done after following the first two steps, which dealt with the exegesis and the theological process. So please go back and listen to those and then come back to this one because this one's essential also. This is one of those series that you really can't miss any of the parts and be able to do what you want to be able to do. So I'm again joined by Kristen Poole, who is Minister to Women at Dallas Bible Church. She has a THM from Dallas Seminary, and you can read her bio on our website. So thank you, Kristen, for doing this. And let's just jump right in. We're talking about the third step, which is homiletics. What in the world does that word mean? <laughs> yes, it's a big interesting word that we don't use in in the real world. So homiletics has been described as the art of preaching. And what we're going to do in this step is we're going to, if we're using our telescoping analogy, we're going to kind of step back a little bit further. We've already looked in depth in the exegesis step, and then we've gone a little broader in theology. Well, now we really want to include and think about our audience. So the homiletics is when we bring in the kind of artistic side of communication. So the first two steps are a lot of you and the Lord, and then others who've studied these passages, kind of thinking and talking together and processing through exactly what the meaning is of the passage. When we get to step three, we want to process through how we're going to communicate that. And so we're going to talk through kind of the artfulness of being able to take God's word and to, uh, however you want to say, teach it, preach it, to deliver it to God's people. So the first mini step under step three would be to think about your audience, whether it's an audience, you know, well, or maybe you're a guest speaker and you don't know them well, you might want to ask some questions of whoever hired you to speak because you want to get to know, okay, who are they? Where, where are they on their spiritual walk? So I like to know kind of spiritual maturity. Am I talking to a group of people who know the Bible well, or people who, who don't and need a little bit more explanation? You want to know maybe what they struggle with, how they need to change their thinking or their behavior, and then possibly how they're discouraged, how you can encourage them. Almost all of the applications and audience analysis I've done in the last year has been focused on encouraging people because of the pandemic. So you want to think through ways that you can encourage and challenge them. So after you've reflected on who your audience is, you want to add in some relevant touch points in your message. So these can be various things. They can be images, they can be poems, they can be references to historical characters, they can be personal stories that you have, songs, popular songs, can be biblical characters. Another way of talking about relevant touch points is illustrations. You wanna be able to add in things that are gonna to connect to people 
outside of just your discussion of the scripture. I try it to do at least three of those throughout a message. And it's, it's always helpful to vary the illustrations that you're going to use. And once again, you can build that knowing your audience. If you know that your audience, then you can put an illustration in there that you know is going to connect with them. At this point, you want to talk about application. You want to think about how you can challenge your audience to, to apply the scripture that you're teaching them. And the first step that I always take is really to ask it of myself. That was something that I learned in seminary and that has been helpful, which is that you should never be teaching the word of God primarily to apply to other people. You need to primarily apply it to yourself. That's how, uh, that's first and foremost, and how God's going to transform you into the communicator that he wants you to be. And so the first question would be for me, well, how do I need to change or grow? You know, I've done the exegesis. I know what's going on in, in this passage. I've, I've worked on the theology. I know what I'm supposed to think about God and the world that he's created. Well, how do I need to change in reflection of, of these truths? So I apply it to myself. And then knowing my audience, I'm going to write a list of possible applications for your audience. And they say, you know, you, you really want to stick to one or two things. And, and you can imagine why that's the case. We are, we hear messaging all day long. So we don't need to list out 10 ways to apply, even though most of the scriptures have probably dozens of ways to apply them. We really want to be prayerful and let God tell us, okay, what are the one to two applications that this audience needs at this time of how to apply the truths of this passage? So at this point, I go back to my outline. We've talked about the outline. Now this is our third time. So we wrote an, an exegetical outline that was coming out of the details of the text. When we studied the words, when we studied the language and the phrasing, when we studied the commentaries and added in our discussion of, of our observations from that text. Well, then we moved again in our theology step, we looked at our outline again, and we kind of broadened it and make sure that it was timeless. Well, at this point, you want to go back to your outline a third time, and you want to make sure you can add in the touch points or the illustrations. So kind of jot in, okay, I think I'm going to do an introductory illustration. I think I'll add one in point three. Really, you can have, you have a lot of flexibility in where you want to put those, but you want to make sure that as you're going into the text that you also give people kind of a time to pause in the midst and kind of process and reconnect with you as a speaker. So you'll add into your outline where you want to add those relevant touch points, and then you'll add in where you want to add application. Now, I know when I was trained, they usually told us you have to add the application at the very end of your message. I don't think that's true. I think you can apply along the way. And so kind of pray through at each point, if there's a strong application that you're sensing God wants you to give to the women, Add that to your outline so that you know to address it at that point. So now you've got an outline that's pretty full. It has the exegetical details. It also has the broad theology. And it also lists in there where you're going to have touch points, where you're going to apply it. And this is the point where I take this outline, whether I've written it by hand or I've written it on a Word document. And this is where I'm going to build my manuscript. There's lots of different ways to build manuscripts. I actually do write by sentencing, but I know that um, like my lead pastor, he he writes in bullet points, very thorough bullet points. So you can kind of decide how you want to do that, but you'll write your manuscript in a way so that you get to put in the essence of what you want to put in and not only the details of the text, but the theology and then the applications, like I said. So at the point when you finish step three, you've got a full manuscript and you're ready to go to teach your women. Well, except 
I think there's something that you better do before you just take the manuscript you've written and start teaching the women. Because what I find is that I need to time myself and practice because I may have to cut things. And I usually do. And, and that's an essential part of your manuscript is cutting the things out that you don't have time to fit into the time that you've been given. How do you, how do you prepare and how do you practice? How do you, do you practice? Do you just maybe read it through once to time it? What, what is your process? Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because we talked about before getting into step one that we kind of have an orientation phase where we orient to the spiritual realities of what's going on in our teaching. We connect with God, we pray through our passage. Well, after we've gone through the three steps, we do the same kind of reorientation where we connect with God and we practice it. We let it kind of come into us and let God hone it as he will. So yes, I, I like to read my message out loud several times to be able to process through some of the ways that I've written things or what I've said and to say, okay, God, I don't know if that's the right way and to kind of critique it. Also, if you ever have a chance to read your message before a trusted friend or family member, that is excellent. They can help speak great insights into you. But yes, I would say you want to practice at this point. Um, you want to put your manuscript into a form that is comfortable, that makes sense. You want to edit, depending on the situation you're in, you may have a time limit. And so you want to like you said, make sure that you're going to be in keeping with that. For me, I always speak. I, I, it seems like it expands when I speak in front of a live audience. And so I want to make sure when I'm practicing that I probably am on the shorter end, knowing that I'll kind of fill it up as I'm with real people, because I'll usually add in a few extra things along the way. And then I really want to be prayerful. Like I said, if we know that the Holy Spirit inspired scripture and that he has given us this call to teach women his word, um, then we want to be prayerful that he's going to apply it, that it's going to be it, when we know it's active and living. And so we want to be in tune with that reality. And so we want to pray not only for our audience, but we want to pray for the presentation. If God's telling us to, to cut something or maybe to hone in on an application, that we would be sensitive to his spirit as we kind of reorient ourselves to what we're doing. But this isn't just a teaching exercise, but this really is an exercise in personal growth and in worship to the Lord. And then we can kind of release it. You know, there's often as, as teachers, we want to critique everything. We want to go back and think, gosh, I could have done that a little better, but I, I want to release it to the Lord, knowing the Holy spirit has guided this process. He started me at the beginning. He walked me through the, these steps and he has he has his women in his hands. He knows exactly what he's going to do and how he's going to change them with it. And so I just want to prayerfully release it to him and then just go forward and, and present the message. Thank you, Kristen. That was really, really helpful. And I know that the people who watch this will, this will help them as they do their own preparation. We have some other videos and podcasts and actually Kristen's in some of those as well, where we talk about studying and teaching the Bible. In fact, we did an entire series called Step-by-Step Step, Teaching Process that Kristen was part of. And it does not go into the depth that we did with this series as far as your study process and the way that you pull it all together. It was just really an overview. But what we did do was in the second video, Kristen actually presented a very short message. And in the third video, we talked about how she had put it together according to the steps. So that is a series you might really want to watch so that you can 
hear Kristen talk about what she saw as the main point and how she presented that to that audience. We also have videos on illustrations, on knowing your audience, where we talked more in depth about some of the things that she just talked about as she talked about the homiletics. So to find those, you would go to beyondordinarywomen.org. You, you would go to the pull-down menu to resources. You would choose leadership development and then studying and teaching the Bible. And you can find a number of other resources there. Also, we have some downloaded resources for you. Kristen is going to allow us to put her, her three-step process on there so that you can download it yourself. And basically, it is a worksheet that you can use anytime you're preparing a message with blank spaces for you to just put in what you're, what you're seeing for your observations, for instance, what you're seeing as your main thesis and as it goes through the process of being edited as you go through these three steps. So we have lots of resources for you. And if we can help you in any way beyond that, be sure and contact us at beyondordinarywomen.org. Thank you so much, Kristen. This was very helpful. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a joy. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.